0: Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we discuss all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one at a time. And I'm here with my friends.
1: Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez, and I am the Ultimate Friends fan. I love talking about the show. I watch every day, every night.
2: It's my thing. And I'm Vanessa Martinez. I'm the newbie, and I talk about it with my friends on this podcast, and (laughs) I'm learning everything there is to know about it.
0: (laughs) I find it very refreshing. It's kind of, when I watch the episodes we talk about, it's like the highlight of my kind of week. It's like just a nice little fun break, even though I'm watching it differently than I'm, you know, watching this differently than we watch... Uh, a, a regular tv show because we're looking yeah. at it with a kind of a critical eye and yeah. uh, trying to make notes but anyway episode yes. 42 season uh the 18th episode of season two the one where drake doctor where dies premiered on march 21st 1996 to 30.1 million viewers checking what happened
1: So Eddie and Chandler finally get to know each other, and they bond, but then Chandler finds out the intensity of Eddie's personality, which is at another (laughs) level. (laughs) Joey says in the Soap Opera Digest interview that he makes up his own lines, and then he gets killed off of Duel, Days of Our Lives. Um, And the couples, Richard and Monica, Ross and Rachel, have conversations about their magic numbers, which I didn't really like the conversation, but we'll get into that.
0: <laughs> i actually loved the conversation but i thought it was fascinating because i think that's uh you know, people talking about that <laughs> they do but
1: i like i just didn't like how they kind of made monica like oh less than a ballpark oh definitely like they kind of made her kind of the experienced one but they kind of shamed her in it and i've always noticed that before you know so they kind of shamed her in that and so i thought that was Interesting that they took that perspective
0: with And her. it is a lot of because, and, and the fact too that they don't ever tell you what the number is, you yes leaves to the imagination that it could be, you know, a lot. Yeah. But then Richard says, you know, it's not that many.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not that many, and and then it it makes a full circle, and then they say, "I love you to each other." So it's like it's it's interesting how that that conversation evolves because totally are just thinking it's just it's it's monica's fault monica's fault they're never going to reach a new level but then he's totally cool with it he's fine
0: so makes well, me like
1: richard even more
0: you have to it's part of getting to know someone in a relationship too to have those conversations and get to know each other and you know mm-hmm. because especially when you're an adult and you've lived a life and you you know you have past experiences that you know, aren't part of your life anymore, but they're still kind of who you are and what, what you brought to the relationship. Yeah, all the past experiences
1: develop into who you become in a relationship.
0: Just about. for the record, we are not going to have that conversation. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Nope. I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything about it.
2: No. No. <laughs> no. But then also you kind of see – ross kind of have his doubts on rachel and they start having the conversation of oh you know what's your magic number yeah and, and she tells him
0: and
1: then
2: yeah it goes, it, it goes security
0: once again rears its ugly head
2: <laughs> yes but the with, whole animal sex. yeah with paulo yeah, yeah.
1: I, and I again this is where you see because ross like i said the, with the list and then with their relationship develops, them two together, he always feels like he's so jealous and insecure with her, and so you're gonna see that more as well. And and um and he realizes that later in the series when they're together, you know. But still, this is where we kind of for second time we see it because we have the list, you know. So, I just I didn't really care for that
0: either. It, seeing it's him. irritating to see him. I mean, I, yes. I it's real. Mm-hmm. I think they're, you know people do have that honest reaction so i think it's kind of i'm glad they did it because i think it's important to you know explore those aspects of relationships but he's just annoying it doesn't matter what happened before he sh- and then, then the richard who's you know older and more mature yes like i mean he wanted to know it, it, yeah it for him to know but it didn't you know, affect him in any way. Yeah, you see the difference between yeah.
1: Richard and Ross and um, and also I just didn't like how Rachel was okay with having to deal with his insecurity in that sense and defend herself when she shouldn't have to defend herself for her past experiences. She just should be like, hey, accept it, move on. I would have been like, okay, like this would have been a definite red flag for me and I would have
2: been like, bye-bye. <laughs> but then I think we also have to remember when Paula met Ross they didn't really care for each other or ross no, didn't really not. care for
0: paulo so yeah. i feel like
2: that also there's also some history to that well, Paolo, richard Paolo. doesn't know anybody yeah
0: right and i think actually ross probably knows all of her exes because yeah. there were the ones from high school then there was yeah. barry and then there's paulo so he probably knows them all which probably makes it worse
1: yeah and Paulo is just like a trigger for Ross because again, through that experience, and Paulo is everything Ross isn't. So, you know, that that's a trigger for him. And so that's why he probably reacts that way. But a confident person that isn't so insecure wouldn't react that way. Like Richard, he was cool with it, you know.
0: But I will say this, it led us an insight into Rachel and why she does like Ross. Yeah. They have intimacy, they have yeah. sweetness. Connection that that sort of thing because you know you you know I, I there there are points where I struggle with like why does she like him yeah exactly yeah he's annoying and, and, and I like him I actually do oh, a yeah. lot like you know, and, and he because he's funny and he's dorky and nerdy and I you know I love a good nerd
1: yeah but I it's know totally he's rather
0: than
2: them.
1: Yeah. I mean, you want to, you know, two of them together. It's just, it's a different dynamic than Ross individually and Rachel individually, two of them together. It's, it's, it's just, and it develops throughout the series and it gets revisited throughout the series about how they were together. and They actually acknowledge what they were like together,
0: but still, it's just. It's still new though. Cause I, yeah. this was not really, I mean, the good thing about this conversation was that you do kind of understand them a little better now. Mm-hmm. I don't know they're like yeah. as a couple, yes. Although I, I guess it was smart to have done it that way.
1: Yeah, and then another thing about this whole exchange with Ross, Rachel, Monica, and Richard is the whole conversation after they have the conversation about their magic numbers. They are both in the bathroom arguing over a condom, <laughs> and this was unheard of. They didn't actually say the word condom, but we all knew what it was. But this was actually unheard of in that day to have the actual word or to have it show. Marta Kaufman said last year at the um, at the TV Tribeca Film Festival, there was an argument where Rachel and Monica fought over who could use the last condom. She says, we could show the box. You could shake the box so you could hear the condom, but you couldn't show the foil packet, and you couldn't say condom. It had to be in the box. So I thought that was interesting that they couldn't actually say it you know and to have this conversation with between two women
0: I think this or. was groundbreaking yeah yeah <laughs> I really do. it was uh you know those are the what you, you used to have to buy you had to go to the pharmacist and ask the pharmacist oh, for the wow condoms them. they were behind the counter you couldn't just go to the rack and buy them oh okay right? yeah. so and there was this then there was this push after AIDS to, uh, you know, really promote condom use. And it was very controversial. And they, people wanted to, Trojan wanted to advertise on television and it was scandalous.
1: Really? When did now, they actually start advertising? In the 90s? Nin- in the
0: 90s, yeah. But it nineties. had to be like late at night. It couldn't be during mm. the, you know, the family hour, or, you mm-hmm. know, all, all of that. So it was uh, those s- safe harbor windows that you couldn't advertise it in. It, it was, it was pretty scandalous to even to talk about condoms.
2: Yeah, I I was reading that there was a uh, senator from Connecticut that told the create that told Marta that um, he immediately turned off the TV when he saw that scene um, because he he didn't like it. And she told him, you know, you're missing the whole point of it it's talking about safe sex. Right. And yeah. I remember, Monica was like, OK, we're not doing it tonight. Um, right. They got the last one.
1: Yeah. And and I like again, it's tackling a serious conversation, making mm-hmm. it funny, and it's it's it should be practiced obviously. And I I like that they kind of put that in prime time. So
0: well, I also think it's interesting that it was the two women. Yes, that they had mm-hmm. condoms at their apartment, and yes, they had, you know, a- instead of the guys bringing the condoms or you know carrying them around in their wallet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, I don't know if this isn't really a continuity flaw, but it was a it stuck out in my head as in the last episode when uh, Monica gets the phone from Ross and he thinks she thinks she's talking to Richard and it's her mom and she goes, "Oh, did I leave my diaphragm at your place?"
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and yeah. Why does
0: she need a condom if she's got a diaphragm? Yeah, that's
1: true. I mean,
0: they wouldn't certainly be using both. I mean. yeah condoms for more than contraception, you know, these yeah. things, but I, I just thought that was a little continuity error. Yeah. But, but uh, Jackie, there was some controversy. They, they, they kept the fight going with Ross and Rachel because they were afraid that once the, mm-hmm. once they got together, the audience would get bored with the thing.
1: Oh yes. Um In that same festival, the TV Tribeca festival last year, uh, Marta Kaufman said, Um, I remember another show, not our show where you were interested in the show until the couple got together and then the show went South. So they were afraid that, you know, because Ross and Rachel were together, that they were going to be irrelevant. So, um, so we were concerned that the coupling of any friends could have sent the show downhill. They were afraid, they were worried about them being so happy and go lucky because everybody was, you know, like rooting for them. Okay. When they get together, what happens, you know? Didn't we make a reference to like another TV show?
0: Yeah. So uh, I think the show she was talking about was, was Moonlighting with Sybil Shepard and Bruce Willis. Yes. So for, I mean, this went on the, the chemistry and the, you know, the tension, the romantic tension for them went on for seasons. This went on for years and years and years. And they finally got together and it totally ruined the show. And it was canceled like the next year.
1: So maybe they had to like have them argue and right. show these different um, sides of the relationship to keep it interesting. Otherwise, they don't want the show to go south after putting these characters
0: together. Yeah, people love a happy ending, but then, then the happy ending's over. And, you know, what, happens. Yeah. what happens? No one wants to know after they lived happily ever after. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they've done a pretty good job, though,
2: keeping Ross and Rachel's relationship, you know, kind of going up and down because... They were going to get together, but then the list comes out and then they fight and then now they're together. So, so far, so good.
0: Yeah, we're only 42 episodes in. We got almost 200 to go.
2: (laughs) 194 to be exact. The whole
1: series, they do a good job for 194 more episodes. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
0: Let's
2: just leave it at this. They'll be together and it'll be great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, well, we'll see. We will see, right?
1: And then, while Rachel and Monica are arguing in the bathroom, Ross and <laughs> Richard, are arguing. Yeah, and I didn't get the whole argument. I don't know what Deer Hunter. Any is that that's a movie? Like, I didn't understand that reference or so, the legs.
0: You know, the, the Deer Hunter and Coming Home are two Vietnam-era movies. One, I think, one, oh. Deer Hunter came out in seventy-eight, and mm. Coming Home came out in seventy-nine, and they're both very graphic depictions of. The, of Vietnam and then kind of that reentry for um, for uh, uh, for veterans when they came back and I think actually Richard was right. John Voight was in Coming Home with Jane Fonda in uh, 1979, and uh, the other guy was in the, the actually Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken are the two big stars of the Deer Hunter. So I'm, I'm not sure who they were talking about. But <laughs> an, um, they're actually they're both very good, but the Deer Hunter is is amazing movie. It was Meryl Streep's second movie, and she has a oh. very great role in it. And it's it's like three hours long, but it's amazing because it starts out before they go to sorry to get off on a tangent, but it's a really mm-hmm. great movie, an important movie too. It starts out with their lives before Vietnam and there's this wedding scene that's literally like 20 minutes long. It's a Greek uh, a Russian Orthodox wedding and it goes on forever and then they go to Vietnam and, and it's almost like two different, two or three different movies but it's a very interesting part of uh, cinema that's important to. you should watch it. It's very yeah. at the end. Yeah, I'll check it out. And then coming home is very sad because um, John Voight comes back and he's paralyzed, and he just that whole reentry and how, mm-hmm. how Vietnam veterans were treated in the after the war too.
1: Yeah, and the conversation is just okay. So you're going to have a conversation, obviously with somebody older. It's like a son having a conversation right. with like a dad or an uncle, like a older yeah, uncle, I like you. Yeah, you and Nam, like, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's funny that the women were discussing fighting over a condom, and they're fighting over a movie. <laughs>
2: yeah, I be like the roles were reversed in this right. case. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> Very funny. Should we take a quick break and then come back and talk about poor uh, Joey? Yeah, poor Joey, yeah.
1: and poor Chandler, and Eddie, and everybody at <laughs> Yeah. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
0: All right. And we are back talking about season two, episode 18, the one where Drake, Dr. Ramore dies. And I, I, the other thing I think is funny about this episode is everybody's talking about their sex lives, even Chandler, because Eddie accuses... Chandler of Sleeping with His Ex Girlfriend, except Joey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, because he's always discussed throughout the whole series.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) funny part is
1: Like, give him a break. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, poor Joey. I know.
0: Up to that, the painting in Rachel's bedroom. Yes. It's a film noir. That's um, uh, Burt Lancaster and Elizabeth Scott from like some. Uh, you know, early 50s movie, but I think the artist is the this guy who's an artist here in Los Angeles, Patrick McCarty, who does a lot of that kind of He takes movie scenes and kind of makes them into cool art. So I have yeah. a piece by him, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Patrick McCarty, you should look him up. Patrick McCarty, I, I'm not, I'm not 100% I have no idea, him, but I think, yeah. It's- yeah.
1: Well, probably Los Angeles-based artists because they filmed this in Los Angeles and not New York.
0: <laughs> I tried to find out, but I couldn't Could find be,
1: yeah. <laughs> but poor Dr. Drake Ramore. I mean, Joey saying that he writes some of the lines and he gives an example. I'm just like, you didn't change anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, even Phoebe mentions it like, uh, okay, uh, great. But, but then he but, gets fired because exactly. he revealed it.
0: I think this is the funniest thing ever because he, he went on, uh, you know, Soap Opera Digest and said he, you know, writes his own lines, and then the writers do not mess with the writers because <laughs> they will kill you off in a minute. Yeah. Did you know what's funny is the guy who played the writer was actually the head writer for Days of Our Lives.
1: Oh, he was. You oh. not yeah. see his face. You just see the cigarette and the right.
0: piping. Yeah, it was very quick. <laughs> his name's uh, uh, James Riley, and he th- that shot of you know Days of Our Lives, mm-hmm. his Emmy, and then the back of his head, and that's really is the head writer for Days. Days. So I thought that was fun. That
2: was oh. cool,
0: and a little Easter egg there too.
2: Yeah, I wonder little... why they chose that soap opera.
0: It's an NBC show, so that's yeah. mm. part of the reason. Yeah,
2: I see. I'll keep it all in the family. And his death is so tragic. It was like, when Joey was uh, playing that scene, he didn't want to die. He was like, (laughs) anybody want to go go down with me?
1: (laughs) No, they're just calling you, Drake.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's hilarious. And they did it in a way, too. Like, we're not bringing this guy back. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) they did. It's just poor poor Joey. And the friends all can console him. You know, and he's just really down the dumps. He's just like, this is the biggest thing that happened to me. And they're trying to cheer him up. And he kind of just like, he's just down the dumps right now and sad.
0: But it shows too that actors don't always appreciate the writers who do it. And, mm-hmm. and well, I mean, I never even think about the writers. The script just shows up in my house.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like, yeah. Mm, be nice to the ones who got you there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> They don't think
0: of the minions. Like it's the talent there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> A good script. Well, it's not even just that. I mean, a good script can make or break a show. Cinematography. There was one point for movies I am like, the best movies are about good cinematographers. So who are the good cinematographers? I got this like thing of watching all the cinematographers because it makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. As, I, Lauren, I just- as Lauren Tom told us, you know, uh, movies and TV shows are very visual. It's all about the visuals more so than the, the words.
2: Poor Joey though. His get his first big gig and it's a no-go now. <laughs>
0: Heartbreak. Failure's Heartbreak. a big part of that.
2: What's also heartbreaking is Chandler's roommate and his intensity. Poor <laughs> Chandler. That what that is just. It just went from like fifty to like a thousand in one episode.
0: That's what I thought was great about Adam Goldberg. I mean, he really plays yeah. into the hilt. And they and they the all these guest stars, they write these crazy parts for these guest stars, and they just, you know, it's it's gotta be fun to come in and do just play this crazy character and then mm-hmm. you know, move on. Yeah, like Brooke Shields. she was pretty crazy. And Jim that- character was crazy too. Yep. For yeah, or at least vindictive.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. And they're all super memorable. I mean, like, I'm sure Adam Goldberg is, you know, like people look at him like, I know him from somewhere. And it's yeah. like he only did three episodes, but he's super memorable. And as Eddie, you know, with his laugh, Eddie's laugh is hilarious. Oh. And then his sea of pals, like, I'm
2: like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I could never live with anybody like that. That yeah. would just freak me out and I wouldn't know what to do
0: i just love how much he, Chandler is l- really afraid of him <laughs> yeah <laughs> he is literally afraid of him
1: <laughs> oh and this is only the first part of like the intensity we see it really escalate in the next episode <laughs>
0: yeah. did you notice when uh, the girlfriend is there and uh Ch- and Chandler says um Joey is a little, I mean, uh, Eddie is a little, and Eddie goes, uh, Eddie shows up at that point, and Eddie's what? Uh, a little bit country.
1: <laughs> a little bit country. <laughs> a little bit rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> Not Maria reference? Yeah. <laughs> I did know that, yeah. I was like, I just want to say a little bit of rock and roll afterwards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler's very funny for his uh, rare pop culture references, right? <laughs> Oh, this one-liners, and the goldfish
1: cracker in the fish tank, like, like, he's just, I think Chandler's just, he's afraid of him, him and he's, like, surprised by him, and he just, like, doesn't know what to do, and until in the next episode, we'll see where he kind of takes the stand, but, you know, like, it's just, it's just silly.
2: Yeah, but then he, he freaks out because he thinks Chandler hooked up with his ex-girlfriend, and she literally just came to drop off the goldfish tank.
0: Well, remember he tried to make the girlfriend look like the crazy one.
2: Yes, and so he, the was, back was,
0: he was the crazy friend. one. She dumped him because he was crazy. Yeah, oh, I would make fish take back. I'm like, nope, that's going in the trash. Yeah, yeah,
1: get all the excess
0: stuff out. <laughs> Stay away from him well, in any way possible, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cut it off. Cut off. Leave contact. him in the dust and move
2: on. Mm-hmm. Totally. Did you guys have any favorite lines?
1: Really have any favorite lines in this episode. I just I i like the intensity of
0: Eddie, but that's about the only thing I liked in this episode. I like the um when Richard's trying to get Monica to tell him her number, and he goes, I don't need the, the exact number, just maybe a, a ballpark. And then she comes <laughs> out of the bathroom and goes, definitely less than a ballpark.
2: <laughs> oh, that was funny, yeah. My favorite part was when Ross and Rachel were talking about their numbers, and uh Rachel reveals you know, with Bella, it was just like animal sex. And then he's like, no, animal sex, not even chipmunk monk sex with Ross. and it made him feel really sad.
0: <laughs> he's just a goober. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that was fun. Coming up in the next episode of Friends with Friends, Eddie and Chandler, things really go south. And then I love this. The uh, self help book, uh, female empowerment oh. book, uh, causes all sorts of troubles. So we'll oh. talk about that. And, uh, I want to hear all of your stories about uh, reading those books and how it affected you. Oh, <laughs> oh
1: no. Okay. <laughs>
2: Follow us on Instagram at Friends with Friends Podcast. And if you like the podcast, subscribe, download, give us five star ratings, and leave a comment. Tell your friends! (laughs) Tell your friends. (laughs) Bye. Bye.